I'm your host, Logan, and welcome to another episode of K-Drama Review Session. Thank you guys so much for tuning in last week, and thank you guys for uh, leaving feedback. I highly appreciate it. And also, I have an announcement before I start, and that is there is a Discord server that is available for this podcast. Um, You can find it on uh, the Discord website. Uh, Discord is a bot on Discord that's sort of a board for uh, servers that are registered with Discord. And all you have to do is type in the word K-Drama. Or if you don't want to do that, um, I will post a link to it on Discord on my Twitter account. If you haven't followed me on Twitter yet, that's totally fine if you have that's awesome thank you i appreciate it but yeah no you will be able to find it the link to the server on discord on my twitter account and i will tell you how to find me on twitter near the end of the episode on today's episode i will be talking about iris iris is a 2018 spy espionage action thriller drama Um, There's also some romance in it for those of you who are hopeless romantics, like myself. Um, But a little fun fact about Iris. Iris is actually one of the most expensive K-dramas ever made. And the budget for Iris was roughly 34 million uh, USD. Which, in Korean money, won. That translates to roughly 40 billion won. Which is a lot of money, and honestly, the reason why it it was so expensive to produce and to make was because a lot of the um, a lot of the scenes were shot uh, overseas, so they were shot outside of Korea. So a lot of the scenes are like, I know one of one of the places they shot was actually in Vancouver, Canada. They shot in Hungary, Japan, Vancouver. And I actually believe they did shoot some of it in the United States. Uh, don't ask me where because I really don't know that. Um, but because of that, it was so expensive. But the production value for it is actually like really good. It's literally like you're watching an American movie, but it's a K-drama instead. It's pretty freaking cool. Like, I really enjoyed it. Okay, so the plot of this drama is one of those that I mentioned is really hard to say without giving away spoilers. So I'm gonna try my best here, because this one's really, really tricky, because it is a spy espionage kind of thing, and there are a lot of plot twists in it that are really hard not to say, so I'm gonna try my best here. So the basic plot is... It's about these two guys named uh, Hyunjun and Sawu. They are their best friends. They literally act like brothers, but they're uh, they're best friends. And uh, they trained in the South Korean army together, which is gonna be like the first. That's gonna be like the first episode. You're gonna see them in the Korean army in the first episode, um, but. Uh, eventually, they are scouted by uh, NSS agent Sunghee. Now, the NSS stands for National Security Service, and I 
And basically, the NSS is, um, like, a super secret spy organization. Think, like, MI6, like, James Bond, but even more secretive. Like, the, the South Korean president doesn't even know that the NSS exists. Like, it's very, very secret. And basically, they handle affairs that, um that, like, nobody wants to take care of, so they get rid of, like, terrorists and other various things that you will, uh, see throughout the series. Um, but basically, Sung-hee, uh, scouts out Hyun-jun and Sawu and recruits them, um, but, uh, they don't know that she recruited them until later, and, um, but basically what happens is because they're scouted, uh, they're captured without knowing it, and they're subjected to a simulated test. Now, the majority of this test takes place near the end of episode one and into episode two. Now, I will warn you, when you watch this, your heart will be torn into pieces just because it's very, I don't want to use the word gruesome because it's not really gruesome, it's just heart-wrenching to watch. Um, but they both pass, and they both pass this test, and they qualify to be NSS agents, and they both fall in love with Sung-hee, who at that point, like I said, has kept the recruitment process a secret from them. Um, and then they they do kind of eventually figure it out and they kind of get mad at her, especially Hyunjun, because he, he like fell in love with her at first sight, so he gets like really mad at her. And um, But what happens is Hyunjun eventually wins her heart and they start secretly dating. But what happens is Hyunjun eventually, uh, while they're on vacation in Hungary, he um, gets a solo mission. Uh, now, he completes his solo mission, but while he is escaping, he gets wounded. And, um, and basically, Sunghee attempts to help him escape. But they both get separated, and they're actually misled into believing that the other is dead. So Sung-hee thinks that Hyun-jun is dead, and Hyun-jun thinks that Sung-hee is dead. Um, but Hyun-jun is actually saved, and he learns about the uh, group Iris. Now, Iris is kind of like a terrorist organization, but not not really it's more like they take out things that they think are a threat to them um but basically um a year later Hyunjun returns to Korea he's basically seeking revenge because uh Sawu um actually winds up hurting Hyunjun now I'm not gonna say how because that would be giving away a spoiler and I really honestly just want you guys to watch it for yourself um, but Hyunjun basically comes back seeking revenge, and 
during this time, uh, North Korea and South Korea are set to reunify, and Iris is hell-bent on stopping the reunification, and Hyunjun is hell-bent on stopping Iris. Now, does he actually stop Iris? That's a question you are going to have to watch to find out the answer to, because I'm not going to tell you that, because that would be giving away spoilers, and I really honestly just want you guys to watch it for yourself. And just a fair warning, there is a lot of suspense in this drama, so just just be prepared to break out popcorn or some kind of snack. Just, just clarification on that one. Alright, so this is the part where I go over the cast, basically who plays who, and if you guys didn't tune in last week, this is kind of where I give you guys, like, an insight of, like, their characters and, like, how they act or how they're portrayed in the actual show. So I'm gonna kick it off with Lee Byun Hun. He plays, uh, Hyunjun. Hyunjun is sort of a prodigy, and the reason why I say he's a prodigy is because he's proficient with almost every weapon that you give him. He's also very athletic, he's very skilled, and, um, he's kind of, I don't want to say he's dumb, but he likes, uh, getting into trouble, and you will see that in a few different situations in the show. Kim Tae-hee plays Sung-hee. Sung-hee is an expert profiler. She's also the NSS agent that recruited Hyun-jun and Sawu, and uh, she's very good at, I don't want to use the word cosplaying, but she's very good at playing a role and hiding her identity from the targets, and you will see that uh, in, I believe it's episode 2 or 3, you will see that. Um, Jun Jun Ho, uh, plays Sawu. Sawu is the more responsible of the two, so between him and Hyun Jun, he's the more responsible one. He's the one that kind of, like, cracks the whip and keeps Hyun Jun in line. <laughs> um, and he's also the one that, um, as much as he tries, he tries to keep Hyun Jun out of trouble, but that isn't necessarily the case. Um, Kim Sung-woo plays, uh, Chiao Young. Chiao Young is, uh, a very seasoned agent. He works for the D- the DPK, which is, uh, North Korea. Um, but he's very- he takes his role- he takes his job very seriously, and he takes his role in the DPK very seriously, and, um- also, um, him and Hyunjun kind of, like, you will see them cross pads, and they do get into, uh, fights with each other, and I'm a sucker for a good fight scene, so that one is, like, really entertaining to watch. Um, Kim so Yeon plays, um, uh, plays Sian Hoa. Sian Hoa is very accomplished, um, she also works for the DPK. She's one of the very few females in her position in the DPK, and she's kind of proud of that. She's not on a high horse because of it, but she takes her job very seriously. 
Um, and her and Hyundrin actually crossed paths as well. And, um, which is actually kind of interesting. And that actually kind of changes her mindset a little bit. And I'm not going to tell you how. You're just going to have to watch for yourself to see that. Okay, this next character. For those of you who are like myself and who are in love with Big Bang and who stand Big Bang, T.O.P. is in this drama. He plays Vic. Vic is a mysterious assassin. Um, nobody really knows his origins. Um, he looks Korean. He speaks Korean and English fluently. And he only answers to a man by the name of Mr. Black. Now, we don't really know who Mr. Black is because he's not really seen in the drama. He's just sort of mentioned. But I assume that Mr. Black is his boss. Um, Kim Yeon Chol plays uh, Bak Sun. Bak Sun is the head of the NSS. He's the director of the NSS. Um, a lot of times he's not in his office, or if he is in his office, he doesn't want to be disturbed, which he's one of those characters that is really, really sus, um, and for various reasons, he's very sus, but, um, he's one of those characters that you will probably just, like, be like, mm, yeah, he's suspicious, and you'll probably wind up hating him, him at some point, I mean, I... I didn't hate him until, like, near the very end, so just be prepared for some plot twists that involve him. Yoonji Moon plays, uh, Seng Hyun. Seng Hyun is the chief director. He's the one that kind of, like, oversees everybody and tells everybody what to do. He also kind of does the director's job, which makes me kind of mad because it's like the director should just do his job and whatever but that's just me um kim hai jin plays jungin jungin is the floor supervisor she's uh she's the chief director's subordinate um so the chief director kind of oversees everybody and she just kind of oversees everybody on the floor so like like, all the agents that are in the building, all the tech agents, and even the forensic scientists, she's kind of, like, the one that kind of tells everybody what to do, and the chief director kind of tells her what to do. But Jungin is also uh, Sunghee's best friend, and I will go more into detail about that in the next segment when I go over the character relations. Um, Junie plays... Mijung Mijung is the ha- she's one of the hackers that you will see in the show. Um she's very unconventional for a government worker because she's very much into fashion and music and uh she actually gets scolded for her outfits uh in in uh some of the episodes and it's um actually kind of interesting but j- Junie herself is a singer, and you will uh, see her sing in uh, in a few scenes. Um, Na Yoon plays uh, Taesung. Taesung is the other um, 
tech agent that you will see. Um, he's not on the same level as uh, Mijong because Mijong is like the top hacker in Korea. She's like the number one hacker in the whole entire country of South Korea. And he's kind of like not on the same level as her. Um, I mean, he would be, but she's irreplaceable in the NSS. Um, but he's, his character is kind of funny. Um, I, I honestly just think he's there for, uh, comedic purposes, but that's just me. Yoonju Sang plays, uh, Hyun Koo. Hyun Koo is the forensic scientist. Um, he... He's sort of, like, the dad to, like, everybody in the NSS, and he's, he's really funny. He's also one of those characters that I feel like they just put there for comedic purposes only, but he, he's very funny. He's kind of, like, the dad character to everybody in the NSS, and he kind of acts that way, too, and it's, especially towards, like, Sung-hee and, uh, Jung-in, it's really funny. Lee Jung Jil plays uh my young ho. My young ho is the president. Well, he's a candidate that eventually gets elected to the presidency, and uh him and Hyun Jun also kind of cross paths in the beginning, and that's kind of how he learns about the NSS actually. Um. Jung Han Young plays uh the president's chief advisor uh Jian Jun Jian Jun um like i said is the president's ch- chief advisor he's the person that the president kind of like trusts with uh confidential information um he actually tells a lot of sec- these this uh secretive information to him throughout the show um, which honestly I think he shouldn't be doing, but that's just me. Um My young Ji Yun plays the uh president's secretary Su Jin. Su Jin she's very suspicious because you know that she has ties uh outside of the blue house which is if you don't know what the blue house is that's korea's version of our white house just so like if you live in america the white house is like where the president of the united states lives the blue house is where the president of south korea lives just in case you didn't know that um but you know she has ties outside of the blue house and Honestly, I don't know if it's to Iris or the DPK or elsewhere. My personal suspicion is that it's to Iris. Do not hold me to that information if that's incorrect. That's just my personal suspicion because they actually don't tell you that. Karen Miyama plays Yugi. Yugi is the schoolgirl that you will see when uh Hyunjun and uh Sunghee go on vacation to uh, Akita, which is in Japan. And also Yugi kind of comes into play um she comes into play um a little bit later as well when um 
in between, like, Hyunjun learning about Iris and coming back to Korea, in between that time, he actually um, gets captured in Japan, and you will see her, like, kind of, like, hiding him and sheltering him and helping him out. Um, Yumin plays uh, Erika Sato. Erika Sato is the Japanese agent that captures Hyunjun and kind of, like, tortures him. Um, so you will see her, uh, during the time, during the in-between period. And by the in-between period, I mean the time in between where Hyunjun is saved in Hungary and the time where Hyunjun comes back to Korea. Because during, like, in-between those two points in time he spent time in Japan um they don't really tell you how he got to Japan you just kind of know that he was like captured and tortured and they gave him a mission that he completed and they were actually like debating on whether or not they should kill him um but honestly like that time period is very brief so you will see her very briefly uh, you will also see Yuki, uh, very briefly as well. Like I said, she comes into play later. Um, and so does Erika Sato. She comes into play later as well. So, for those of you who, uh, didn't tune in last week, this next segment is where I go over the character relations. So I basically go over, um how all of the characters I mentioned in the last segment relate to each other. So I'm going to tell you how I'm going to break this down. Um, First, I'm going to go over the NSS or the National Security Service, and then I'm going to go over the Blue House, and then I'm going to go over the DPK or the North Koreans, and then I'm going to go over the other characters. So Hyunjun and Sawu are best friends. They're like brothers. They're really close to each other. Their love interest is Sunghee. Jungin, who is the floor manager, is Sunghee's best friend. Mijong and Taesung are close friends. They're not a couple, but they are really close to each other. Um, I mean, they're both hackers. They're both in the same kind of field, so they kind of like give off a vibe that they get along but they're not a couple. Um, Hyung-Ku is the fatherly figure for most of the agents, um, especially uh, Sung-hee and Jung-in. He's very much a fatherly figure to them. Um, Sang-hyun oversees everyone, and Bak-san is the director, but like I said earlier, he's usually outside of his office doing other things. Um, moving on to the Blue House, Myung Ho is the candidate that becomes president. He is close to his chief advisor, Jayan Jun. His secretary is Sujin. And on the North Korean side, or the DPK, there's Chiao Young and his subordinate, Sian Hawa. And then the other characters are Yuki, She's the Japanese schoolgirl that you see when uh, Hyunjun and Sunghee are on vacation in Akita. And she also helps Hyunjun later on, so she does kind of play a major role for Hyunjun, but uh, 
Not really. She just kind of abides and helps him just by, like, housing him. Um, and then there's Erika Sato, the Japanese intelligence agent. Uh, I don't really know what she works for. It's kind of like the CIA or FBI, but it's, like, Japanese. So I literally just call it the Japanese Intelligence Service just because I don't really know what the official name for it is. And then lastly, there's my favorite character, Vic. Now, I know there are some of you out there that are like, boo, you like a villain, boo. Come on, it's T.O.P. He's hot. Get over it, people. But Vic is the mysterious assassin whose origin is unknown. Um, I will tell you right now that Vic's motive throughout the entire show is to get the iris list and he's trying to like track it down, which is why he kills a lot of the people that he does because he just kills them because they don't have it and that's what he's looking for. So the, my opinion of this drama is actually very high. I hold it in very high regard like I did with Moon Lovers. Um, mainly because uh, this drama was actually the first K-drama I ever watched on my own. And because of that, it kind of holds a very special place in my heart. And I love the chemistry between Hyunjun and Sunghee. It's just, it's adorable, especially when they're on vacation in Akita. It's just, it's, it's hysterical. I love it. Um... There are a lot of plot twists. Um, some of them I saw coming. Some of them I was like, what? Like, no! How is it? No! But um, it definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat, whether you see the plot twist coming or not. Um, and because of that, you might need to break out the popcorn. Um, also, you might need some tissues as well because there are parts of it that are like really kind of sad, um, especially because after a certain point, you will feel really bad for, like, Sung-hee. There's, like, a part where she sort of, like, leaves the NSS or goes on hiatus from the NSS and she tries to, like, live a normal life, but she find she tries to, like, find out if Hyun-jun is actually alive or not, but she... The only thing she comes up with is that he's not, and it's just really sad because there's a part where she's going over the file and she's just, like, bawling her eyes out, and I'm just like, I feel so bad for you, Sunghee. Like, I really honestly just wanted to give her a hug, um, but like I said, you'll definitely need the popcorn or some kind of snack. It doesn't have to be popcorn, but you will definitely need, like, some kind of, like, movie-worthy snack. Um, and because parts of it are also sad, you will need to break out the tissues. Um, I mean, honestly, like I said in my last episode, you do not want to pause the drama for tissues. I mean, honestly, I did that when I watched some of these for the first time just because I was naive and I didn't think I would be crying during some of them. But I wound up crying and I had to pause for tissues and I just was just like, why am I doing this? Um, but yeah, like I said, um, it's like 
my favorite K-drama of all time. It was the first K-drama I ever watched. And honestly, I'm kind of glad it was because I really honestly enjoyed it. And I mean, I'm a sucker for like K-pop idols that become actors. So I actually chose this one specifically because I knew T.O.P. was in it or because somebody told me that T.O.P. was in it. And like, I love Big Bang to death. So that's what made me really honestly pull the trigger on this one. Where to watch? So this drama you can actually find on Netflix. Um, there is a season two of Iris, but it's not as good as the first season. Um, if you want to watch the second season, you're kind of on your own. Um, just because I will only be providing you the link to the first season. And I'm sorry for kind of leaving you guys on your own here. But, um, honestly, if you do find a good link, uh, to the second season, um, you can definitely shoot me the link, uh, on Twitter. Um, I know the second season is on Vicky. Um, if you live in the United States, um, it's not available on Vicky if you live in the United States just because they don't have licensing for our region for it. Um, I don't know what other regions it's uh, available for or not available for just because I do live in the United States and I only know what's available in the United States. Um, but like I said, I'm sorry for kind of leaving you guys on your own for looking for the second season. Um, but honestly, you don't have to send me a link to the second season just because I might not actually watch it. Um, I might actually watch it. I mean, I have watched it before. That's how I know that it's kind of crappy, but, um... Yeah, I will definitely be posting the link to the first season of Iris on my Twitter. If you don't have Netflix or if you're um, under 18 and your parents don't have Netflix, you can uh, attempt to coax them into getting Netflix for you or you can get Netflix for yourself um, just because this one you can only find on Netflix. Um, it's one of the few that I have on my list that you can only find on Netflix. And I'm sorry for those of you who hate Netflix and prefer Hulu, but um, it's definitely worth it just for this drama. Like, honestly, this drama is the only reason why I have kept Netflix uh, or have kept my Netflix account for this long. Um just because I like going back and rewatching, um, I've honestly probably seen Iris like at least five times just because it's like that good. Um, but like I said, um, you're kind of on your own for the second season and I'm sorry cause I feel really bad for like leaving you guys like on your own, but, um, like I said, if you do find a link to the second season, you can shoot me the link on Twitter. I will tell you how to find me on Twitter in the next segment. Um, I may or may not watch it, 
if I do watch it, I will probably be reviewing it at some point. Um, which means I'll probably, like, go over, um, this season of Iris very briefly. And just clarification, everything I've been talking to you about for the past half hour or so is the first season of Iris. That concludes another episode of K-Drama Review Session. Again, if you liked it, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes or you can leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash kdrama-review. That is all lowercase, and I'm going to repeat that one more time in case you didn't catch it. Anchor.fm slash kdrama-review. That is all lowercase. Again, if you have any kdrama suggestions, you can shoot me a link on Twitter at Logan underscore Taylor 906. The L and the T are capitalized in that. And I know I didn't say this last time, but the way I spell Taylor in my name, it's T-A-Y-L-O-R. So it's not like, it's not like T-A-I-L-O-R, it's T-A-Y-L-O-R. I like odd spellings, so I'm sorry. And I'm going to repeat that one more time. Logan underscore Taylor 906. The L and the T are capitalized and Taylor is spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be posting the link to the first season of Iris on Netflix sometime within the next couple of days um I might actually post it um like tomorrow or Thursday um so just keep an eye out for it if you haven't followed me on Twitter yet please do um if you do already follow me on Twitter that's awesome thank you I appreciate it um I also appreciate um everyone's feedback especially my discord friends who have been like my support squad throughout most of this and also um cam living in philadelphia again thank you um for being my support squad and giving me uh the courage to actually do this um like i said i will be posting the link to the first season of Iris on my Twitter account either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Honestly, I really hope you guys enjoy Iris like I did. Um, It's definitely one that'll keep you on the edge of your seat, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Happy K-drama-ing!